Hello, TSF family. We wanted to start off by saying thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast and for your hard work to love yourself more and for your feedback. Can you believe it's been three years that we've been doing this spiritual fix and it has been such a beautiful labor of love for Anna and me. We have loved doing this work. We've loved hearing from you and we love exploring ourselves and each other alongside our listeners. We wanted to put out the call for three ways that you can help support us to support you. One, we would love you to leave us a review on iTunes or follow us on Spotify. Two, drop us an email and let us know how much the podcast means to you. And three, you can donate monthly or even just once to our PayPal patronage. Every little bit helps and we are so grateful to those of you who have donated already. Thank you. You help make this podcast possible. Thanks, y'all. You can go to our website, www.thisspiritualfix.com for information on how to pledge as well as to email us. Hello, and welcome to this special New Year's Eve bonus edition of This Spiritual Fix. Today, we're going to be talking about setting goals using the law of attraction and the law of resonance. Enjoy. This spiritual fix. Two mystical mamas hacking the self-help game. With Anna Stromquist and Christina Ritzif. Good morning, Christina. Good morning, Anna. And good morning to our listeners. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. We know that some of you celebrate Jewish New Year and Chinese New Year, but we can still let's let's celebrate the Gregorian. <laughs> New Year. Yeah, let's just, it's just—it's a great symbolic thing. Come on, baby, I love symbols. So, speaking of New Year's, Christina, what is your? What do you think about New Year's resolutions? Some people are pro. Some people are against them. Some people don't like the word resolutions. Like, what do you? What's I, your? I love any time period in which you resolve to do something. But with my ADHD and my executive function, like I'm not even going to label it. I'm just going to say I'm absolute shit at holding. New Year's resolutions, like of having any resolution longer than a day. Like I did the hard 75 and it was like more like the hard 25, you know, like it's just, uh, what does that mean? Um, hard, hard 75 is like 75 days in which you drink a gallon of water, you exercise for two 30 minute sessions a day or 45 minute sessions a day, depending on which type you're doing, you read 10 pages of a nonfiction book a day. And then you can add that's too much to fucking life. shit. Like God, you gotta make <laughs> well, you gotta make the hard seventy five. It's called the hard seventy five for a reason. But like, I got through twenty five days of it, and then I really loved it in those twenty five days. But then my bride, I just like forget. Like I have my reward center doesn't understand the benefit of exercise. So I never fucking exercise. Like, whereas I listen to you, like when you made me exercise, when we used to meet for those mm-hmm. like one day a week, that was like the most exercise I had like ever done cumulatively in my life. I love exercising. Well, I'm a physical therapist, so duh, but I love exercising. And Eric got us a Peloton for Black Friday and I love it. Like I didn't know the allure of a Peloton. I hate cycling classes. I'll just put it out there. I hate cycling classes. I like bike riding, but I have a fear of bikes because my friend's dad died. He got hit by a car on a bike. And so ever since then, I don't like to get out on the road. And that's a really long answer to the fact that I finally understand why everyone who has a Peloton loves it. Because I told myself I'm going to do it twice a week for this year. 
And then I actually am doing it every single day. Like boom streak. I love it. So great. So amazing. Because the the coaches are like therapists, the instructors, they give life advice, not life advice, but they're just like, they're just so motivational. They're like, you're here on the bike and this is 30 minutes for you. Don't think about anyone else. Think about only you. And this is for you. And then they pick like inspirational songs. And during the songs, they're like, they're like, you know, you're going to have a challenge today and how you tackle it on the bike right now. It's how you're going to tackle your challenges later on in the day. So why don't you push through this one? And like, they just kind of set you up for a really winning mindset. And I like it. These these instructors are just amazing. That's cool. Uh, yeah. plug for Peloton bikes. There you go. Yeah. So uh, Peloton, <laughs> if you want to be our sponsor, you can. Yeah. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, like I, that's, yeah. So, so you have two opposite sides of the spectrum right now. You have Anna who loves to exercise and keeps her resolutions and is incredibly disciplined about doing things. And then you have Christina who literally lovably and degenerately and adorably <laughs> and adorably doesn't stick to any of her resolutions continually has good ideas but then doesn't have the energy which is probably honestly a human so one thing. of so people listening you fall into one of the spectrums i'm here we between the two we, of us yeah we're both on opposite ends of the bell curve exactly so what i wanted to talk about today in honor of new year's was how to set some really good goals. So in the Silva Mind Control, there is a day where we talk about goals. And the teacher, Vishen Lakiani, talks about how previously everyone understood the concept of law of attraction, which is unless you've been living under a rock, we'll have known by now about the secret and the law of attraction and like making a vision board and whatever you want, you can attract by believing in it and focusing positive thoughts on it and all that jazz. Now, he says that there is an evolution and that the guy who originally spoke about that in the law of attraction in the movie, the secret Michael Beckwith has kind of changed his belief now. And it's more the law of resonance. So the law of resonance is not, you attract what you want. The law is you attract what you are. Christina, do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. What part of it? Well, I've been living under a rock in the sense that I've never read the secret So it's interesting for me because I've learned everything I know from the law of attraction from you, Anna, and from actually there's a couple of different like manifesting courses I've done that have kind of, again, variations of this idea of like trans surfing, for instance, talks about how you should visualize a slide of what you want, but be empty in your craving or aversion for it, right? So you're empty in like not wanting it to happen or wanting it to happen. And then imagine what it feels like to be in that slide, right? So that you're bringing the emotion into that experience. There's another woman named Lacey Phillips who has a website called To Be Magnetic. And she talks about how with attraction, it has these a couple of different really key things like it has to have an engine behind it so it has to have a motivation then you also have to have expanders in your life people around you who are showing you the energy resonance of what you're trying to attract things like that so i know some of the derivations of the law of attraction and but that foundational piece is is obviously key yeah well and the idea of the law of resonance is that you instead of attracting what you want you attract what you are and i really like that because Vishen talks about how Tony Robbins says that the soul has two desires in life. It has a desire for growth and it has a desire for contribution. And a great example of that is someone say is a, you know, ultra rich millionaire, billionaire, and they're completely sad. They're depressed. Like the have and the have nots, like the, the, 
the person who quote unquote has it all is depressed and sad. Why? Because if they're not growing or they're not contributing, their soul kind of withers, you know, it's like, it's not enough to have what you want. It's about, is your soul growing and is, or I'm sorry, are you growing and are you contributing to the world in a meaningful way? And Vishen goes on to say that basically the universe, like the law of attraction universe, is going to fully support you if your goal includes growing and contribution, because that's what we're here to do. Like there's a great quote from Eckhart Tolle, which is the universe is not here to make you happy. The universe is here to make you conscious. So if you can say, okay, well, I really want this car because it's going to make me happy. No. But instead, if you have this idea, like, I really want this car because I will grow as a more diligent, more loving, more patient, more amazing person. Because in order to afford that car, I'm going to have to make changes in my career, which are great for my growth. And I'm going to contribute because this car is going to help me take my mother to the hospital. And this car is going to contribute because it's going to inspire people who see me drive this car to grow as well. I mean, that's a silly example, but like if you can take something that you want because you think it's going to make you happy, well, no, whatever you want, it's not there to make you happy. It's there to make you more conscious. And what is conscious growth and contribution? Right. Another way you could say that is if the thing that you want is there to fill a hole then you're likely not going to get it because the hole is most likely endless. But if the thing that you want is there to make you more whole or realize that you're already whole, right, which is just what consciousness is, is just unveiling what you already know and making you aware of it, then that's going to be a more aligned manifestation that's more likely to happen. Right. And Vishen says something beautiful. He says, anytime you're trying to imagine um, fulfilling a goal or seeing a goal realized, you need to imagine two or more people benefiting from this, which is the contribution factor, which I love because in a way he's saying, don't be so selfish. You know, if you want, you know, I'm manifesting a million dollars. Well, why? you know, see two or more people benefiting from you getting that million dollars. Maybe you send two people to college. Maybe you, you donate something, but the point is, is like, you want to share that with others. And what's beautiful about that is that Matt Kahn talks a lot about the law of attraction actually is a reflection of your whole with H-O-L-E. So it's a belief in scarcity. So usually what we're trying to manifest is, is coming from this place within us saying, I lack, I lack, I lack, I don't have. And if I did have that, I would be happy. Mm. But Vishen is saying, well, if you want this thing to contribute to others, it no longer is really coming from a scarcity thing. It's coming from a loving thing. Like, hey, I really want our podcast to hit number one on the charts because I want it to touch so many more people's lives so that more and more people can learn to love their shadow. And I can imagine seeing thousands of people benefiting from our podcast. And that is so much more meaningful than me being like, well, I want our podcast to hit number one because then it's I got to put it on my resume yeah. or whatever. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Self-validating or right. whatever it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So you get the idea. So what Vishen talks about, and I've put a free PDF on our website, you can find it on our show notes or how to do this is to make three columns. In the first column, you put experiences. In the second column, you put growth. And then the third, you put contribution. So I'll give you an example. Let's say on the experience list, you say meeting my soulmate and getting married. Okay. That's an experience I really want to have. I really want to get married. He also talks a lot in the course about true desires and manufactured desires. So maybe maybe 
you don't really want to get married. You're secretly lesbian. You're secretly bi. You're secretly poly. You're secretly all these other things. But society has brainwashed you into thinking that happiness is going to come when you get married. You need to really analyze your experiences you want to have. Are they really coming from deep within you or are they societally manufactured? Okay. So let's, Mm -hmm. let's just start there. You need to be careful that what you want asking for, you're asking for the job and the 2.5 children and the white picket fence. Is that something your soul really wants? Do you really have a desire for that? Or is that just something you've been taught that you need to have? Okay. So there's that. Okay. Side point. Yeah. Now let's say you've dug deep and you really do want to meet your soulmate and get married. So that's an experience you want to have. So then you go into the next column, which would be growth. Okay. You want an awesome soulmate person who never cheats and never lies and is financially stable and this and that, whatever. Okay. Growth. Who do you need to become to attract someone like that? If you don't have integrity, if you're a cheater, if you're a liar, if you don't have your shit together, what makes you think that you're going to attract that which you want. You need to rise up. So there's the growth factor. So you make a list then of how are you going to grow to become that person that the ideal soulmate version that you want would actually want to be with. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. Let's, let's be honest. You know, you want your Prince charming. All right. You got to be Cinderella. And who was Cinderella? She was a person who was so fucking awesome that even the animals loved her. Okay. So, you know, you want your Prince charming rise up and be your Cinderella. I'm not saying wash dishes and clean up the house. I'm saying she embodied divine love to the fact that even rats wanted to hang out with her. Okay. Right. Right. And that's what Laura Day talks about in our other bonus as well. When our, when we had our Thanksgiving bonus, Laura Day talked a lot about this is like, you know, it's all good. Well, and good to say like, this is the partner that I want, but like, how are you going to, to grow to meet, to match that? And of course, this is all couched with the fact that we talk about growth is just the unveiling of of shadow and the the recognition and like processing of shadow in our life. It's not about fixing yourself to be the person that you need to be. And so we need to be very clear, clear yeah. that it's like, it's, it's the process. We're not saying shadow work and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. We're not saying fake it and, and pretend to be amazing. We're saying, you know, become that you want someone to love you unconditionally, become a person who loves unconditionally. Exactly. That's essentially it. And then in the third column, you have your contribution. So in that situation, you would think, okay, well, who is going to, how am I going to contribute to the world by meeting my soulmate and getting married? Well, for one, I'm going to make my soulmate happy for number two. I'm going to have children that are going to benefit from us being together. I'm going to inspire my best friend who's given up on love. I'm going to inspire people to believe in love because I'm going to share my love with others or whatever. So you just take your experience. You look at how you need to grow to become that, which attracts that because it's law of resonance, not law of attraction. And then you're going to look at how you contribute to at least two or other people. And we will put that in the show notes because that's just a great way to set up your vision board. And then one more little thing to add to this is that Vishen discusses there's three steps to your goals, which is desire which needs to be a burning real desire, something you really want. It's not because society told you you needed it. You're not fulfilling your family's desire that you get married and have the 2.5 children. No, it's something coming deep within your soul. And that might look different for everybody. It might not be that, you know, hell, it might be, I'm going to, I mean, I don't know what it is, but you pick the thing that your soul is calling. That's your true burning desire, whatever that might be. The second step of that is you have belief. You believe you're going to get it. You believe you're going to grow. You believe you're going to contribute and you believe it. And the third one is expectation. You expect it is going to happen. Sam Walton, who was one of the most, he's a controversial person, the Walmart guy. 
Yeah. But he was one of the most successful American business people. And when he was interviewed, one of the reasons why he said that he was so successful is that he always expected for everything to work out and that he operated from a mindset of, of expecting success and expecting everything to flow. The point being, we've got desire, belief, and expectation. And then for those of you who like New Year's resolutions or just like to make goals, you can set up a little vision board and make your list and you can have your experiences that you're looking for, how you're going to grow to become that which attracts that, and how you're going to contribute to the universe to make it happen. Yeah. From the perspective really quickly, can I just add something about expectation real quick? I didn't want to mess up your flow. With expectation, I, it's always funny because every single one of these things has a little bit of like a razor's edge, right? So with desire, for instance, like we talk about craving and aversion and all these different things in Buddhism and how it's like, you can't, you can't want it, like you, you can't want it to fill a hole and blah, 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 blah. But expectation also kind of has this interesting thing where you can really deepen the practice of expectation. One of the things that um, I learned from my dowsing teacher that he does every day, he's a farmer. And what he does every day is he pictures everything in his day going well right? He just like sits there in the morning. And, you know, a lot of us, if we get sidetracked from our meditation, or if we're just recognizing our thoughts as part of our meditation, we'll start catastrophizing things that could happen during the day, right? But instead, just managing the day by basically saying, I'm going to imagine like harvesting all these tomatoes in a really easy way. And I'm going to imagine that all my tools work and all the different things like that. And that's another way of kind of like, creating an expectation of like, this is what it looks like. I'm visualizing it. And again, we can go to professional athletes. They do the same thing. They imagine and visualize themselves winning a race, right? And it feels so familiar. And we're kind of doing it over and over again, such that you can kind of create an even deeper practice of expectation. I love that. And I wanted to add one more little comment to this whole thing, which was that Vishen talks about how he used the Silva mind control method to imagine and visualize healing his vision as a teenager. And it didn't work. So then he decided he was going to tackle a different goal that was easier, which was his acne. And he did. He got his acne, his cystic acne to go away. Fast forward years later, he's like, I'm going to try to heal my vision again. It wasn't successful before. Let me try it this time. So he starts doing his manifestation exercises to heal his vision. And guess what? Like within a week or so, he sees a poster on a subway advertising Lasix. Like it was, this is, I don't remember what year it was, but it was like just when Lasix was coming out, laser surgery. So he goes, he visits the doctor and within an hour, his vision is forever fixed. And he says, that just keep in mind that when you are trying to manifest something or heal something and attract something, it might not come to you in the way that you think it will. So for example, he was expecting to miraculously heal his vision. He did heal his vision, but he did have to pay for it. So sometimes the answer to your prayers is going to come to you in a way you didn't expect. Maybe it's medication. You know, you're trying to heal X, Y, or Z. And then your doctor says, look, there's a new medication that's just come up or this surgery is just now available. Maybe that is the answer to your prayer. Just remember, there's a cute little parable we've all heard where the man's drowning and someone tries to throw him a life vest and then a speedboat comes by and he says, no, 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 I'm waiting for God. God's going to save me. And then another cruise ship comes by. He's like, no, no, I'm waiting for God. God's going to save me. And he dies and he goes to heaven. When he gets there, he's like, God, 
I was waiting. Why didn't you save me? He did. I, he's like, I sent you the lady with the life vest. I sent you the speedboat. I sent you the cruise boat, but you didn't take them. So just keep in mind that when you are manifesting things and you are attracting things, it might not come to you in the form that you think your soulmate might not look the way that you thought he was. He might be from a totally different background or race or religion or whatever. Or, you know, the acne that you're trying to heal on your face might come in the form of a wonderful new serum or cream that someone randomly gives to you. Just, just be open that the signs are there, that things are coming. And one beautiful way you can keep this going is he says, you can have a magic journal. And every night before you go to bed, you write at the top of this journal and it says the magic that I saw in the world today was, and you write down anything that was magical or synchronistic or beautiful how it came to you that day. When you focus on the magic that's happening in your life, you are opening yourself up to more magic and you're going to see more synchronicities and you're going to tune up more to being available and recognizing when these gifts are given to us because our prayers will be answered. We just maybe need to be a little more perceptive and see the signs and recognize when they're there. Yeah. All right. Well, happy new year, everybody. Happy new year. This January, we will hit our one year anniversary of this spiritual fix. And we would like to offer you all a gift, which is to become a patron of ours and get special benefits such as early released episodes, ad-free episodes, discounts on our store, and special meditations each month. Go to our website, www.thisspiritualfix.com for more information. And remember, humility, gratitude, acceptance done let me tell you all a riddle there are four girls and four apples in a basket every girl takes an apple yet one apple remains in the basket how is this possible the answer one girl took the basket she took the last apple while it was in the basket sometimes all it takes is a perspective shift this is my specialty y'all and i am opening up two spots in the next two months for dedicated journeyers to work with me to find peace purpose and most importantly perspective In these journeys, we co-create a curriculum that suits your current blocks, goals, and needs, and we use all the tools, shadow work, books, fiction, remote viewing, intuition, meditation, guided journeys, energy healing, dreaming techniques, you name it, we do it, and all to achieve a commonly held set of objectives. And if you're interested in hearing more, book a free call with me at www.chriswilty.com forward slash discover.